next uh, reward that our Lord speaks about in the book of Revelation is the hidden manna. Revelation 2.17. He says, He who has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give some of the hidden manna to eat. Now, in, we, we can only, we have no idea. You know, heavenly things. You know, even those who have been to heaven and come back, Paul, when he went up, he went twice. He never gave us any detail of what he saw. Um, and so heaven is not something that is really revealed to the saints. Um, because it's, you know, somebody once said this, and it makes sense. Um, heaven is this earth perfect. So think about this earth, and I take away all of the, the constraints. I'm talking about God's creation now. Heaven is this earth perfect. So God's creation in perfection. Um, the, the air being absolutely crystal clear. The waters crystal clear. Um, the animals, not, no death. No, no, no plants dying. Everything in full bloom all the time and producing uh, fragrances all the time. The birds singing all the time. The animals resting quietly all the time. And mankind... In that, go back to the Garden of Eden. Okay, so that's really pretty much a, a picture of what heaven's like. But now we get to the hidden manna, and so it says we will eat. He'll allow us to eat of the hidden manna. Well, we can only look at what Scripture does talk about with regards to to manna um, to try and get an idea of what that really is that our Lord will um, allow us to partake of. And again, this is now for every single born again believer. John's Gospel, John 6, 31 to 35. Um, this is the discourse that's taking place between the Lord and the Jews while he's in the temple. And they say, Our fathers ate the manna in the desert. I think this might have been um, in Capernaum, actually. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, Moses did not give you the bread from heaven, but my father gives you the true bread from heaven. Speaking of himself now. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. And they said to him, Lord, give us this bread always. And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. Now there is the river of life in, in heaven, and we will partake of that river of crystal clear water the Bible speaks of. And so we will partake of that. And so just as we literally will partake of that river, the waters from that river, which proceeds from the throne of God, the Bible teaches us that, we will also partake of a literal manna that our Lord will give to us, which is Himself. We do not understand um, what it, it is. It's a heavenly food that our Lord will give us to eat. This is not the fruit of the tree of life. This is now the hidden manna. Psalm 78, 24-25 gives us a bit of insight again. It says, Had rained down manna on them to eat, and given them the bread of heaven. Men ate angels' food. He sent them food to the full. And so the manna that they ate uh, in the wilderness was angelic food. Um, and it was a bread. It was like a coriander seed, and they could make uh, bread out of it. And so it's that type of, of, of bread manner that we will partake of when our, our Lord allows us to after our day of judgment. 1 Corinthians 10, 3-4, uh, speaking about the same thing really, all ate the same spiritual fruit. So now Paul says that manna from heaven that they ate, he called it spiritual food. 
And so that gives us an indication as the fruit of the tree of life will be physical food for our resurrected bodies. So the manna from heaven will be spiritual food for our spirits. Because our spirits do need to be nourished with the word of God. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. That will not change for all of eternity. For all eternity, our spirits will need to be nourished by the word of God. And that is the spiritual food that we will partake of. The, the hidden manna, Jesus, is the word of God. And so we will partake of, in, a, in a, a literal form, of the word of God, the hidden manna. And that's what we will partake of for all eternity with our Lord Jesus. And the next reward that is available freely to all the saints of God is our new name. Each one of us will receive a new name. Our Lord reveals that to us. Revelation 2 verse 17. He who has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give some of the hidden manna to eat, we've discussed, and I will give him a white stone, and on the stone a new name written, which no one knows except him who receives it. And so what will happen is God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ will give us our eternal names. Now it's interesting, I don't understand, and we, you know, there's a lot we don't understand, but our Lord says to us, no one will know that name except him who receives it, and obviously God and our Lord Jesus who gave that name to us. But that will be a name that we will know. And it's a name that is unique to us. It will describe us as our character for the rest of eternity. Because that's what a name does in, with, as far as God is concerned. When God names something, that describes them for who they are. And that happened in Genesis 17.5. God changed Abram's name to Abraham. Why did he do that? He said, no longer shall you, you be, your name be called Abram, but your name shall be called Abraham, for I have made you a father of many nations. And so God will give us our new name because that, that will describe to us what God has made us to be for all eternity and we will know that new name now that new name will be completely unique to us so it's not a case that there's going to be a couple of million mics in heaven there's going to be a couple of million johns in heaven not at all each one of us will have our own individual name you say how's that possible because it's god psalm 147 4 says he counts the number of the stars and he calls them all by name and so the, the, the number of stars are trillions and trillions and trillions. It, it's innumerable. And yet each one of those stars has a unique name given to them by God. And God calls each one by name. And so with, his, with regards to his saints, the exact same thing. Each one of us will receive a new name from God. That name will describe who, are, well, who we are for all eternity in God's eyes. And our name will be unique. No one else will have that name. That name will be for us, each one individually. That's another reward available to us. All of these rewards are freely given to us as the saints of God. The next reward our Lord mentions is the morning star. Revelation 2, 26 and 28. He who overcomes, verse 28, and I will give him the morning star. So what does that mean? That he, our Lord is going to give us the morning star. Well, he is the morning star. We pick that up in the scriptures, Revelation uh, 22, 16. Um, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright 
and morning star. So Jesus is the morning star and he will give us the morning star. So how, Lord, how's that going to work? Well, the morning star will rise in our hearts, the Bible talks about, and we will shine forth in the glory of God. Jesus will shine forth through us and we will become the morning star. 2 Peter 1.19 says, and so we have the prophetic word confirmed, which you do well to heed as a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises where? In your hearts. And so the scripture says that on that day when our Father creates the new heavens and the new earth, the sons of glory will shine forth um, in the fullness of the glory of God. And so the, the, we will just be magnificent beings, really, um, created in the image of our Lord Jesus Christ and God our Father. And so that's the, the other reward that is uh, freely available to all of the Lord's saints. The next reward our Lord mentions is our white robes. Revelations 3.5, he says, He who overcomes shall be clothed in white garments, and I will not blot out his name from the book of life, but I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. And so all of us will receive a white robe that we will wear for all eternity. That will be our um, heavenly garment that we will walk around in for all eternity. Um, and you know, people in the flesh think, can't we have multi-colored garments? You know, that's, that's, that's a fleshy conception. Uh, a spiritual conception, a white robe will be given to us. That's our reward given to us by our Lord Jesus Christ. Um, Book of Revelation describes the saints dressed in their white robes in Revelation 7, 13 to 14. Scripture says, Then one of the elders answered, saying to me, Who are these arrayed in white robes? And where did they come from? And I said to him, So you know. So he said to me, These are the ones that come out of the great tribulation and washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. And so our robes will be washed white, pure white, white as snow, um, in the blood of the Lamb. And so that is another reward that is, that is going to be given to all of our Lord's saints. When he says these are these who have come out of the great tribulation, heaven views our lives down here as a great tribulation. It's not speaking about the great tribulation that will take place at the end of the age, that three and a half year period when the Antichrist will reign on the earth. Not at all talking about the whole uh, time period on this earth. All of the saints have come out of the great tribulation. And so right from righteous Abel until such a time as the end of the age, all of those saints will be dressed with the, the white robe that is washed in the blood of the Lamb. There's another aspect to our white robes, and that is in Revelation 19, 8 says, And to her it was granted to be arrayed in fine linen, clean and bright, for the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. And so it's our righteous lifestyle that produces that fine linen. Don't forget, we had a look at in the previous teaching, our Lord speaking to the church in Laodicea. They didn't have their robes. They were born again, they were saved, but they were naked. And the reason they didn't have their robes was because they were not, uh, they hadn't been practicing righteous acts. They had been doing stuff that was carnal. And so they were wealthy, and they had everything in this life, but they didn't have anything for eternity. And our Lord admonished them. He said, guys, come and buy from me your righteous robes. And I'm paraphrasing, but that's what he was admonishing that church. And he does that to all of his saints. And so that's a very 
important reward that we need from our Lord Jesus. And then the last reward that our Lord mentions, which are available to all of his saints, is uh, the pillar in, in the temple, being a pillar in the temple of God. And that's in Revelation 3.12. He says, He who overcomes, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go out no more. I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven from my God, and I will write on him my new name. Um, in Revelation 7.15 says, Therefore they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple, and he who sits on the throne will dwell among them. Now with regards to this particular reward, um, go back to our previous teaching where we discussed about the fact that in a great house there are the vessels for honor and dishonor. Um, you, if you were to go back and you look at um, the book of Ezekiel, the Lord speaks about the Levites when he, at the end of the age, so before our Lord returns to the earth, the temple worship will once again be restored in, in, in Jerusalem. But there are two categories of the priests um, that our Lord will then uh, discriminate against at that time. It's still in the future, it hasn't yet come to pass. And he talks about the sons of Zadok who were holy to the Lord and kept themselves separate during this time on the earth. But there were the rest of the, the priests of Levi who got pretty much into the world. And so God said, I'll, I'll let both come and serve me. Now this is talking about the temple that will be built by the Jews in, in Jerusalem. This has not got anything to do with eternal. But if you go look to the book of Ezekiel, you'll see it, the, the account. And he says, both will serve me. And again, I'm just paraphrasing. But he separates the sons of Zadok and he says, they will serve me in my temple. They will, they will um, present the, the sacrifices to me and offer up incense to me. And so they will be allowed into the presence of God. But the rest of the Levites, who were priests as well, God says no. Because they have contaminated themselves with the world, with their worldly living, they will not be allowed to that uh, closeness in my presence but they will still serve the temple. And so the, the serving that they will be given over to is to prepare the sacrifices, to slaughter the animals and to bake the bread and that type of thing and keep the gates, you know, the gatekeepers and all that. The peripheral stuff around the temple, that will be allocated to them. But the sons of Zadok will be allowed to be brought into the, the presence of God. And so the pillar of the temple um, again, Jerusalem now, it's heavenly Jerusalem. It seems to be that there will be this differentiation that will take place because we have discussed it in the previous teaching. Um, because of the, uh, the saints that have not lived a righteous lifestyle, the, the robes might have something to do with it as well because of the fact that the robes are, right, are, are, are righteous acts or make up our robes as well. Not only are they washed in the blood, blood of the Lamb, but also it's our righteous acts. And recall, the church in Laodicea didn't have robes. The church in Sardis that our Lord wrote to spoke about those who had defiled their robes. And so these two rewards, it seems to be, um, are going to, there's going to be a bit of a discrimination here. In that the saints who have not lived righteously before God in the earth, remember we spoke about those who practice unrighteousness, um, even though they're born again and get, will, are destined for heaven, because of their lifestyles, they will work on the periphery in the heavenly Jerusalem. They will not be allowed into the very presence of God. That's what Scripture seems to imply to us. Um, 
And so I'm not going to be dogmatic on it, but it does seem to be very strongly implied in Scripture. Uh, that, you know, for the saints, that's why Paul is so emphatic, the Holy Spirit through the Apostle Paul is so emphatic. He says, guys, don't you realize that if you want to practice sin in your life, you're not going to inherit the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God, by and large, is to this, to be able to stand in the presence of God and minister to the Lord every single day. It seems that certain of the saints will not be allowed there because of their chosen lifestyle in this life. Um, Revelation um, 7 15, I think, already got, we have gone through it. Therefore, they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will dwell among them. Because if you look at that heavenly city again, don't forget, 2,400 kilometers long, 2,400 kilometers high, 2,400 um, wide. And that the, the new earth, this earth that we currently dwell in, is minuscule in comparative. To the new earth that our father is going to create because the city of jerusalem alone is the size of europe really pretty much that's how big it is it's huge um and so it is quite possible because now the throne of god and the throne of the lamb is going to be in the center of that city on top of the mountain and so it's quite possible that there are certain saints living in the city who do not have access to the top of the mountain as such um, be that as it may. So, but they're still in the heavenly Jerusalem. They just don't have access to um, serve God in His temple as those who faithfully serve the Lord here with their righteous acts do. Now we're going to get to the word. So that the, the the pillar in the temple does there is a, a linkage there to um, what we can earn as well. So it's what he's given to us, but also what we can earn. But these rewards that we're going to discuss now are all the rewards that the saints can earn. These rewards are not given freely to the saints. And so these rewards that we will discuss now are the rewards that are given to us as a result of what we have done in this life. The other rewards we, we discussed up until now, except maybe the pillar in the temple, um, Righteous robes, I'm not too sure about, but the pillar in the temple, definitely. Um, those rewards are given to us because we're born again. And so those rewards are not earned. Um, but these ones are earned. And so not everyone, not every saint partakes of these rewards. So let's go through them. Revelation 2, 26 to 27. And they pertain mainly to crowns and to thrones. That's really what these rewards are centered around. Um, and so there are differing uh, levels of authority in God's kingdom going forward into all eternity. And so God will be giving out crowns to his saints. Our Lord Jesus will be giving out crowns to his saints. And with the crown, because the crown speaks of the authority, the kingly role. The pillar in the temple is the priestly role of the, of, of the saints. And we will serve, because remember, our Lord has made us to be both kings and priests unto our God and Father. And so the pillar in the temple is the priestly role that we will perform. And as I said, it, 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 it seems to be very really clear in Scripture that the saints will have two priestly roles. Those who are able to uh, serve and, and minister to the Lord in His presence, and those who will be serving the Lord in the temple of God as such in the heavenly, heavenly Jerusalem, but doing the peripheral work, whatever that work might be. 
Now we get to the kingly role, which is the, the crowns and the thrones that are given to us. And so not all of us will receive the same crowns. Not all of us will receive the same thrones. Not all of us will receive the same levels of authority. There are differing levels of authority, different crowns that go with those um, levels of authority, and obviously the throne that goes with it. And so just to kind of put it into perspective, a throne, a, a king is given a crown, and with that he gets given a throne, and he gets given a kingdom to rule over. And so um, the saints will be given kingdoms to rule over, nations to rule over, um, cities to rule over, um, towns to rule over, different levels. Um, you say, well, who, who are we going to rule over? Well, that's another teaching entirely, but uh, God's new earth, which is, as I say, this current earth we dwell on is minuscule in size, comparative. Um, there are the nations of those who are saved, uh, but not Christians, um, who will be living on God's new earth. And I'm not going to touch in that in any, any kind of depth today. Um, just to let you know where they come from, they come from the children in the earth who die before they are before the age of 13. All of those children go to heaven, and those children will live on God's new earth for the rest of eternity. They are destined for that. And the saints will reign over them, not with the rod of iron. There's a difference. There's two types of reign that will take place with the saints. When our Lord returns to the earth, the saints will reign over the unbelievers with the rod of iron. That's in this, on this earth currently from the, the city of Jerusalem. That's there physically, but uh, things are still going to change there. Temple being built, etc. But in the new heaven and the new earth, uh, the nations of the earth will be all of the children that are currently in heaven, who have died before the age of 13, still God's children. They will populate the new earth. The saints will reign from the city of Jerusalem over those um, children of God, but not with the rod of iron, because it will be just reigning as, as, as it is in heaven currently. That's the type of reigning that will take place. There will be no rebellion. There will be no rebellion.